Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Nickel IDP podcast. I am your host, John Macri, PFF's IDP specialist and data analyst. This episode, we continue to get you good folks who tune in ready for your 2022 IDP drafts with what's sure to be a big one, an episode so big that the world eater Galactus would develop a little man complex because we're going through every team's linebacker situation and setting you up with who to trust and who to flush and maybe even sneak in some rookie expectations as well. Like I said, it's a big one, so let's get it. I am excited for this episode, so I won't waste any more time making Marvel references. Instead, I'll leave that to my guest, who everyone in the IDP multiverse should know. He actually showed up to this podcast wearing a football helmet with a green dot sticker on the back and his microphone built into the face mask. He's ready to go. He's the green dot king from 444.com, the mighty Mike Wollert. Mike, how's it going, man? Macri, what's going on? And I can I can neither confirm nor deny that that is actually what I am wearing tonight. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this should be this should be a good one. Uh, you you IDP degenerates, you love your linebackers, and oh, yeah. uh, so this is this is hopefully going to uh, kind of an audio bible, I guess, of of linebackers. I know uh, I've got my three down piece that I'll be referencing, John. I know you have all of your. Uh, preseason uh, thoughts going on so far. So yeah, this is this is going to be a good one. Uh, get your coffee ready and let's let's strap in. Absolutely, yeah. We'll try to hit on we'll hit on every single team. Um, yeah, it, it, people love linebackers. We all love linebackers. They're the sexy position of uh, of IDP. Let's be honest. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. There's there's some interesting situations. There's some ones that are obviously very. Uh, clear cut and and ones that we don't have to spend up spend too much time uh, going over. Um, but I do want to mention before we even get into any of that that we need to congratulate uh, our Lord and Savior Derwin James on his big contract extension of four years, seventy six point four million with forty two million guaranteed. You love to see the best safety in the league get paid like the best safety in the league. So that was uh, that was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I signed up for ancestry.com. Unfortunately, couldn't find any lineage to to Derwin James, so um, I won't be uh, which I, <laughs> I won't be hitting him up for any type of uh, uh, you know a loan or anything. So that was kind of a bummer. That's fair. That's fair. I, I've uh, I've been calling myself uh, Derwin's agent today because uh, yesterday was p- part of the podcast. My my screen name was hashtag Pay Derwin, so I feel <laughs> like I had something to do with it. So maybe I'll get a cut. We'll see what happens. But point zero 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 one percent. I mean, come on. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we got the preseason going on. We got, uh, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on in the mm-hmm. in the NFL. Obviously, now as as things start to ramp up, we got hard knocks kicking off. You've been watching uh, the Lions hard knocks. I have been really good few episodes so far. Um, if if I tell you what, it, it's HBO in the NFL just do such a fantastic job with this series, and they make any team really look compelling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, they really do. Like, they, I love the way that they put it all together, and and to edit it and and put it out that quickly too. Like, they're 
I mean, they do a hell of a job. It's it's got to be a ton of work. I've I actually zero sleep. Seen... The the production oh, team yeah. has to not sleep at all. Yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's it's impressive what they they turn around in in such a short period of time. But yeah, the Lions are a super interesting team. Um, obviously, we got Aiden Hutchinson singing Billie Jean. That was a, that was a big highlight. The the one I liked was the uh, Aaron Glenn versus Deuce Staley. Oh. That was that was my that was the highlight for me. The those two the going back and forth, going was pure entertainment. Yeah, and that's and that's real friendship. That's yeah. how real. If you're not talking to your friends that way then those aren't your friends exactly yeah we all we've all done it uh we're all pretty used to it uh especially if we're competitive with one another we like to uh to throw a little trash talk and barbs at each other so that was uh that was definitely fun to see um but yeah i'll uh, i'm excited to see how the rest of that that hard knock season shakes out because there's some interesting names on the lions but we'll we could get to them when uh when we get to the the lions in the list here um yeah, man, I, I'm ready. Are you watching uh, She-Hulk at all? I think it dropped today. I think it drops tomorrow. Watch. Oh, is it tomorrow? Okay. I think it's tomorrow. I'll I'll consider it. It looks okay. I'm yeah. actually looking forward to Andor, so that's going to be a good one. When does uh, Andor drop? I think it's a couple of weeks, I want to say. Oh, wow. I think it's coming up. So I think that one is like right before Rogue One. Okay, yeah. If I'm not mistaken in the timeline. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, Hulk... I, looks all right <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's it's not like one of the most exciting characters but i can't they, wait for this phase to like pick up its footing because i think it's still finding its footing and yeah. there hasn't been that there hasn't been that lead into a real big villain yet like you haven't mm-hmm. gotten that like oh shit moment yet to where like you haven't gotten that movie yet like you got neither civil war or winter soldier were right. just like things really picked up so i hope i'm hoping for some continuity here in in this phase That'll be nice. Yeah. I, it, it's going to come at some point, right? There's, mm-hmm. They've got so much content to put out that, yeah, they're just, they're, they're just slow rolling us a little bit for sure. And, yep. and you know, they're, they're obviously building to a, a Kang confrontation at some point. We've only seen him once though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just, I'm holding out hope for Dr. Doom at some point too. That's my, uh, that'll be my oh, I think he's got to appear. Yeah. I think yeah. it's got to appear. And then you got what the, the secret wars and all those iron wars and yep. all those new Avengers potentially so i think i think hopefully something's coming yeah yeah it's it's still exciting stuff it's you know it'll be hard to to hit the peaks of of endgame and uh oh yeah infinity war but they set the bar so high that it's like (laughs) impossible to to hit after that for after that first decade and almost what 20 some odd movie run that's going to be impossible expectations to meet yeah, it, it's going to be tough. I'm I'm super interested to see uh, how they pull it all off because, um, yeah, they're going to do it again. They're going to try at least. They're mm-hmm. going to build up to something. But anyways, we 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 could talk about the MCU and and all that stuff all day. But uh, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. We're here to to cover teams and their linebackers. We have all 32 teams to go over. Like I said, so this is likely going to be a supersized episode. But just like the Avengers and Endgame, we're going to do whatever it takes to get it done. We got red. Monster Energy, Nose Beers, Coffee, you name it, all lined up to help get us through it, whatever it takes. So let's kick things off at the top of the alphabet with the Arizona Cardinals and their confusing-ass linebacker core. Mike, who are our three down guys in the desert? So I... I, I don't know what Arizona's done. They've they've drafted they've they've taken at the top 10 two off-ball linebackers and they kind of refuse to play them in any way, shape, or form. 
Um, Simmons was a top 10 pick and they're like, yeah, no, we're just not going to play him in the, in his rookie year. Um, fast forward to, to what, 2020 or 2021 and, or 2020, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to draft Zayvon Collins and, you know, we're going to, but this time we're going to tell people that he's going to call the plays and you know what, we're not going to play him. <laughs> so now I said, I mean, Simmons played, um, I mean, he played a full, 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 you know, he played virtually every snap. Mm-hmm. Um, only problem is he played a lot of uh, different positions. I mean, he played on the edge, and uh, you know, he didn't have a very hot, you know, that kind of limited his tackle efficiency. Um, and now coming into this year, we see him playing with the DB group and kind of getting that star role that Jalen Ramsey has. And and Jalen Ramsey, if if you've seen, he plays all over and doesn't, you know, again, great player, but again, not high tackle efficiency that's going to really limit his floor. And I know it's an unofficial depth chart, but someone named Ezekiel was named, was, was a first string linebacker, uh, inside linebacker. Ben Neiman was the second <laughs> and Isaiah Sam- Simmons was named third inside linebacker where oh Zayvon Collins God. was named the starter. Now I'm not going to look too much into it. Cause I think they had Jalen Thompson as the third string safety. Okay. So not, but I'm not putting anything past what the Cardinals are doing. Um, I think Zayvon Collins is probably going to shape up to be at least a full-time guy playing 80 to 85% of the snaps. Um, they really don't have anybody really that's on, on the roster that's deep. I mean, Hicks is in Minnesota. Um, so I think Simmons is going to be a three-down guy too. But the you know what they say, if you have three positions, you really have none. And when you're playing all over, that kind of limits your floor and it really limits your, your efficiency. So I think those two are probably going to be full-time guys. Um, and then you got Nick Vigil, who's just going to throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing, who could actually lead the entire team in snaps <laughs> and lead the entire team in tackles. So who really knows? Yeah. Um, and then I think Jalen Thompson is probably going to call the plays. I think he's going to end up probably the play caller. Okay. Um, but you've got Vigil, Collins, and Simmons. Um probably rolling the dice on Collins and I'm probably not interested really anywhere else. Maybe if I need a, a deep linebackers, maybe a, a waiver wire pickup. If vigil does end up getting that, that second I uh, inside linebacker spot. Um, but it's, they're not showing their hands. So I, I do grant them that. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at with their linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Cardinals have started to become like the, the trolls of, of the NFL a little bit in how they've, they've been treating us uh, IDPers because of, like you said, that the Isaiah Simmons as a rookie, Zayvon Collins as a rookie, and now whatever is going on uh, in, in camp right now with, with Simmons. So it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely, I've, I, you know, I mentioned this, I think last podcast, but I, it scared me enough off of Isaiah Simmons that I'm just mm-hmm. not taking him at where he's going. Uh, Zayvon Collins, I've pushed a little bit down the mm-hmm. Or just Same. because um and and nick vigil is a guy that i'm taking super late um yep. just because they've been talking him up they seem mm-hmm. to be fairly excited about him for whatever mm-hmm. reason like we've seen nick vigil um he's never been you know a super efficient tackler um, yep. a, as an idp but he if he's out there he's he's still going to put up points it might not be lb1 or even lb2 mm-hmm. points but you're not paying that for him you'll you'll be able to get him at the end of drafts so yep. um yeah, it, it, it's it's such a weird situation. This was a very much a two linebacker team last year, mm-hmm. um, even though they weren't. Uh, well, at least Simmons wasn't overly efficient, but um, 
you know, there, there's room there for, for IDP relevancy, but who knows what, what's going to happen with it at this point. Um, yep. They're, they're not all that interesting for me. So yep. um, yeah. And, and any rookies really on this team that you're interested in? Uh, from rookies, not, not really. Yeah. Um, there it's, it's basically those three guys yeah. um, at the linebacker. And then I'm just kind of, kind of moving on. Um, yeah. yeah. Vigil has always been kind of that replacement guy. You see him in a waiver wire article a oh, couple yeah. of times a year because he came in for either Anthony Barr or he came in for Eric Kendricks and, you know, he, he just had a three down roll. So he's, he's a, he's a, 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 a replacement player level type at, at best. Yeah. No, definitely. All right, let's go on to another weird situation, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so, you know, heading into this season, Deion Jones, even though he wasn't coming off his best year, was seemingly locked into into a starting role. But then, you know, talk started to happen about him potentially being on the trading block or um, being cut. Uh, and then what happened was he had a, a late off-season surgery, which uh, he's still not recovered from. So there's questions about whether he's going to mm-hmm. be available for week one. Right now, what they're showing us is that Rashawn Evans seems to be, you know, he would be the secondary linebacker with Deion Jones in there. But with Deion Jones out, he looks to be, <clears throat> excuse me, locked in as uh, as an every down player um, because that's kind of what they deployed last year as well. They were another two linebacker team. Yep. And then beside him, it seems like it'll be Michael Walker if mm-hmm. Deion Jones isn't healthy. I mean, you know what they showed us in the first pre- preseason was Rashawn Evans and Michael Walker, mm-hmm. Nick Kwiatkowski, Troy Anderson. Those guys didn't play, so we don't really know how they fit yep. into it. But I, I wouldn't expect them to be in the starting conversation, at least to, to kick off the year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're either one of those guys. Um, if they're starting, they can be very relevant. It's a it's a linebacker friendly team, a, a yep. zone heavy team, a cover two heavy team, all those things that kind of help tackle efficiency. So mm-hmm. even though they're not the the most attractive names, they're they're in a good spot to produce. So um definitely a couple names that you could be targeting uh late in drafts for sure. Yeah, Deion Jones, I don't know where he's at mm-hmm. uh with his shoulder. Um he they haven't found no they haven't found a trade partner, so I don't think he's going to be moved. I don't think anybody's going to pick up his contract, um, and I don't see him being uh, cut. I mean, I don't know. what I'm not a capologist. I don't claim to know much about the cap, so I don't know how much of a hit that would take. But, I mean, in terms of his production, he had 137 tackles last year. So, I mean, everybody's like, oh, Deion. I mean, for IDP, he had 137 tackles. I mean, something, some of his, his play tailed off, but um, – I, I have a feeling that if he, I mean, if he comes back, he's probably going to play out. Imagine, I mean, you yeah. almost have to at, at his contract. You almost have to. Um, but yeah, Rashawn Evans, um, I know he knows Dean Pease's defense. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was McCall Walker that that called the play. So if, mm-hmm. if it's going to be those two, um, I have certainly more interest in Michael Walker uh, than I would with Rashawn Evans just because Evans not very efficient has never been really kind of a three down guy per se. Mm -hmm. Um, He's always been kind of that 65, 70 guy, even in Tennessee. So I probably have some interest. I definitely have some interest in Michael Walker. If he's going to be, if Jones is going to miss any type of, uh, is if he's going to miss any significant time, I don't know what you consider significant time, but if he's going to miss a few weeks, I definitely have some interest in Walker. Um, 
I mean, Deion Jones lost the playing calling duties to Fasade Luokun last season. So Walker still could call the plays and still have some, some IDP value if that's going to be the case. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think if Deion Jones, you know, if, and when he gets back, he's most likely going to, be an, an every down player again just because he's a, he's a better option than uh michael walker or, or rashawn evans but mm-hmm. uh we'll, we'll deal with that when we get there it doesn't seem likely that he's going to start week one um i i would think that they, there'd be at least some talk that he's you know ready to go or gearing up for it but yep. uh, nothing so far so um yeah so like you said uh, michael walker is the one calling the plays so that's interesting um as far as rookies on this team goes you know, Arnold Ebiketti is interesting. He he's mm-hmm. not actually starting right now. He's playing behind uh, uh, Ogundeji, but I, I gotta imagine at some point Ebiketti works in uh, as a starter there. He's he's definitely a much better pass rusher than uh, what Ogundeji is. But nobody really of interest there. It's not the the best. Yeah, team. in terms of redraft, probably not Troy Anderson. He'll probably yeah. be one of those dynasty, you know, just kind of those dynasty targets. Yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. All right, let's go on to the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you got uh, leading this group? Um, so, yeah, Queens kind of had a has had a bit of a rough go um, mm-hmm. at linebacker. Um, I think he's missed forty three tackles in his first two seasons. <laughs> um, has struggled in coverage, struggled against the run, but you know, other than that, he's he's fine. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they brought in Josh Bynes. Uh, to kind of bring in that veteran presence he's kind of been doing, you know, he's, you know, hopefully helped talking him up. Um, played 78% of the 76% of the snaps, which was a little bit of a downtick. Um, Baltimore is, is a two linebacker defense, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were about a 78% of the time they were running two linebackers, uh, scaled back one and zero linebacker packages. Zachary Orr, though, they brought in as a linebacker coach. So, um, he had a huge uh, IDP season for Baltimore. If you, I think either but it was sometime between 14 and 16, he exploded. Um, knows the system. I think hopefully he'll be able to do something with Queen, kind of helping that development. Um, he's not. I don't think this year he's a weekly. You can count on him as a as a weekly LB one. Um, I I actually wrote him up as kind of an overrated linebacker because I was looking at some IDP data and I, in some cities he was drafted as an LB twenty. There's absolutely I, I'm not I'm not taking him that high. I've got him I think as my LB forty five this year. Um, so I think he's kind of one of those guys. Maybe you take as a fourth or fifth linebacker. Hope things kind of turn around for him and. Um, just kind of hope for the best. And as a Browns fan, uh, I'm glad they missed on him. Um, but as, uh, as you know, real football, um, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't look like he has that aggressive nature uh, of a linebacker. And I think in terms of the play caller, um, I still think they're going to bestow the duties to, to Chuck Clark on that. I mean, that keeping things consistent. I know Wink Martindale is no longer there, but um, that'll be interesting to see, though, if they do change it up. Um, I don't think Chuck Clark played uh, this past week because Malik Harrison did wear the dot this week or did yeah. wear the dot. So, um, you know, he played 28 snaps last week. So it'll be interesting to see where they do um, give that duty. But if if Queen's going to play 75, 80 percent of the snaps, I don't see him calling the plays at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think you, I think you're right to have him ranked in that range um, in, in the 40s there, because, yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I'm not trusting patrick queen for where he's being drafted right now mm-hmm. um 
The, the, he just comes off the field too often. I, I don't think even Baltimore really trusts him. I mean, last mm-hmm. season, he, you know, he played every game, but he didn't even lead his, his team in linebacker, like third down snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was somehow Chris Board uh, did that for them. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're putting Chris Board down on crucial third downs uh, over Patrick Queen, I think that tells you a, a lot about what yeah. they kind of think about him. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah, and like you said, Josh Bynes is still there, probably going to eat into his workload. They drafted Kyle Hamilton. I think we could see mm-hmm. some more three safety looks from them. Yep. Um, you know, it, it might be Clark and, and Williams to start, and Hamilton kind of works in. But I think Hamilton could do a lot more for them of what they wanted Queen to do than than what Queen's actually doing for them. So yeah. um, there, there's a good chance that we start to see Queen phased out and, and obviously not get that fifth-year option. Uh, and it feels like he's been in the league forever. Like, I thought yeah. this was his fifth year, but it's only his third year. I'm like, oh, he's playing for his <laughs> fifth-year extension, but it's only his third year. I know, I know. It's uh, <laughs> He's just, yeah, he's been, he's been tough to watch. He struggles a lot. So um, he's making us all feel old just by watching him but yeah there there's nobody i'm i'm really targeting from this linebacker group at this point if you can get patrick queen in that range like we mm-hmm. said uh, in the 40s i think that's a fine spot to take him just because um there's not really anybody else that's that great on that team um and he'll probably still lead them in snaps but other mm-hmm. than that there's there's a lot better options uh, at linebacker this year yep um so yeah, so yeah, we talked about a little bit about Kyle Hamilton. Any other rookies there? Um, I lo- unfortunately, I think he ended up being an undrafted free agent, but uh, Zacoby McLean. Um, oh, I yeah. liked him coming out, um, but I don't know. He's, I think he's a long shot to probably make the team. Probably right. Yeah, yeah. I like Travis Jones as well. The defensive yeah. tackle they took in the third out of UConn. I think he could be really interesting long term um, yep. for this year. I, I don't know. It, it you know it takes these defensive linemen a while, so not yep. somebody to target this year, but somebody yep. that to keep an eye on for the future for sure. Yep. Um, a very boring team here. We don't have to spend a lot of time on them. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I mean, we know what they are. They're yep. <laughs> they're they're very much a two linebacker uh, nickel defense. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Edmonds, Matt Milano. Those yep. are the guys. Yep. Um, I mean, what else is there to say? Who's wearing the green dot for that team? Probably Edmonds. Edmonds. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, and Milano was an uh, a, one of is an inefficient full time linebacker. So yeah, yeah he, he let us down last year, but. Uh, he's let us down a couple years in a row now. So yep. um, hopefully I, I got him as a bounce back guy this year. We'll see what happens there. But yep. um, if any of those two get injured, uh, it looks like Terrell Bernard, the rookie, the third round pick out of Baylor is the next man up. So yeah, I definitely have it. some interest in him for, for dynasty purposes. I think he's nice. probably going to end up being groomed. I think he could be the one being groomed to kind of take over. Nice. Um, I know he got the stop. I know he actually ended up starting for Buffalo this week where the dot. Mm-hmm. So pretty telling that they entrust you know that they entrust a, a you know a rookie to to call the plays um but yeah i mean milano is is fine in a deeper league you know with the way linebackers are going finding those like every down guys are becoming um you know it's kind of becoming not rare but you know mm-hmm. like a running back like a full three down running back right. it's becoming a little bit scarce for sure Yep. No, he's definitely worth drafting uh, Milano just because it's it's basically it's an every down role, but he's just got to stay healthy. That's the main yep. thing. So, yep. Um, yeah, we'll go on to the next team here, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty much Shaq Thompson for me. Um, I know we, uh, you know, they brought in Corey Littleton, um, who's kind of living off that huge tackle year, but as no as 
as I know we've seen uh, our good friend Tommy Gislingberry say, tackles don't necessarily make you a good player, and and I fully buy into that. Yeah. Um, he's he had a rough go in Las Vegas. Uh, they also, uh, Caroline also brought in Damien Wilson, but uh, they're they're gonna. I think they're gonna give Frankie Louvu a chance. Um, that's the guy that I have a little bit of interest in um, as a potential deep target, uh, deep dart throw. So preseason game he made one tackle got the tfl and i think carolina just said you know what that's it yeah. i think you're good you're you're done after and he was pulled after one snap so um i think damian wilson called the plays but again uh Shaq thompson didn't play so he's really the only one that uh, that i'm gonna target um very solid floor uh you know what you're getting in Shaq thompson he's a, a solid lb3 target um you know what you're gonna get out of him and um Frankie Louvre, I'm probably targeting again. If you're in a deep league where you have like 30, 35 rounds and you're, you know, you got a, a deep bench, that's probably the, from them, I'm probably, uh, that's the one I'm probably, you know, using that lottery ticket on. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Louvu. Um, we kind of talked about him uh, on a, on another podcast, but I, I was actually really interested to see what he would do and how they would use him this preseason. He played one snap one and snap. that was it. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to find out this week, but um, yeah. So it, it, he is, it, he is actually an interesting player. Kind of rushes the passer a little bit yep. can drop into coverage. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. So I think that makes him a, a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. The Panthers were, you know, above average team in, in, dime personnel yep. we know jeremy chin will come up and play in the box quite a yep. bit as their second linebacker so not that the the second linebacker behind Shaq thompson is all that interesting for idp but you never know somebody mm. could emerge there um that you could get super cheap and and end up being if something happens to Shaq thompson too, step into that uh lb1 role so yep. um all right Let's go to Chicago. Uh, we don't know what is going on with Roquan, Roquan Smith. Um, he was holding in for a new contract. Now he wants a trade. Uh, maybe they get him a new contract before the season starts. We'll we'll see. I think you know there's at least a chance that can happen, even though he says it, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, I mean, I think money solves a lot of problems, right? So, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you increase my payday by uh, by by a certain extent, and um, yeah, I will sign where you want me to sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> for now, he's he's not playing, so we gotta kind of treat it as if you know he's he might hold out into the season. So that makes him fall down boards, I think, a little bit, just uh, because there are other every down linebackers in good systems that can produce similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Nicholas Morrow is is the top choice uh, yep. right now. He was, you yep. know, likely in for a heavy role even with Roquan. So Morrow steps in, and then you got Matthew Adams. It looks like is is the second guy who started in the preseason was filling in for Roquan while he was holding in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Thomas played; he started, but he kind of subbed out uh, in uh, in sub packages. So it, Matthew Adams looks like the the guy that we would want to take a shot on late mm-hmm. and. If Roquan ends up holding out into the season, Matthew Adams is in a nice spot to produce. He has some familiarity there with Eberflus, uh being formerly with the mm-hmm. Colts. Colts. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's you know they're again not attractive names with Nicholas Morrow and and Matthew Adams, but it's mm-hmm. it's a good defense for linebacker productivity. And um, if these guys are just average as far as tackle efficiency. It, you know, we're, we're looking at a, at really nice uh, steals late in drafts for sure. 
Yeah, Nicholas Morrow, I think he was even named, even before all this stuff with, with Rokron, I think he was even named a play caller even before everything was going on. So I think he was going to call the plays regardless. Um, the In terms of Smith, though, I haven't moved him out of my LB1 spot just because okay. I don't know. Like, there's no concrete evidence that he may miss time. Like, with someone, you know, like, I'm sure, you know, with, we'll mention Darius Leonard, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't any threat of missing time yet. So, right. but at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I can recommend him taking him as your, L- that's it's, it's that, it's that conundrum. I've got him as yeah. my LB one, but I don't know if I can recommend taking him as the LB one. Right. Um, yeah. Cause it, you know what he can do. Yeah. It's, it's tough, right? There's, you know, there's, there's other options there. There's, you know, Foye Luakan or, mm-hmm. or Devin white or, Jordan Brooks, whoever, yeah. right? The guys that are in good systems as well. Wagner, that we even Bobby grab. Wagner. Bobby Wagner for sure. He's um, so you you know maybe you grab one of those guys and then mm-hmm. hope Roquan falls and you could grab him as your second linebacker, right? But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, there's you know there's time. There as close as we are to the season, there's definitely time for them to to figure it out and and either get a deal done and get him back on the field or at least give give us some more information of whether or not. Um, you know, he's going to be playing, but. And the one uh, name I I did see uh, was Jack Sanborn. Okay. So yeah. he had a good game. I think he had a pick and I think he ended up with like five tackles, five solos. Yeah. So I think they said they want to try to see him with some of the starters. So if he does play with the starters on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, he, that'll be an interesting watch, you know, Wisconsin linebacker, kind of a, right. um, you know, kind of a hitter and you kind of kind of see what happens. Yeah, he was. I had him in a Devi league. He was a nice little uh, college IDP uh, for me. But he, I think he went undrafted too, right? So um, I think so. Yeah, but he he was getting talked up a little bit in camp even before the Roquan stuff. So I was mm-hmm. kind of following him a little bit. But um, yeah, it would be uh, it would be interesting to see if he can if he can move up that depth chart and even make the team. It would be cool. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. As far as well, rookies. I mean, Jaquan Brisker. I think we both like mm-hmm. Brisker. Yep. Um, other than that, I mean, Kyler Gordon. We'll see if he can start. I don't know if we can expect Kenny more production in in a similar role, but uh, we can definitely dream. Um, other than that, let's go on to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, pretty simple. Logan Wilson. Um, yeah. I, I guess if you're also in a deeper league, maybe Jermaine Pratt. Um, but I don't really have a whole lot of interest in him because I think he is mostly a, a 65, 70% snap guy. Yeah. Um, Marcus Bailey and Akeem Davis Gaither got, I think, the first team snaps this past week. Uh, according to looking at the PFF grades, they both graded poorly. Um, so I don't think there's really any threat to playing time at this point um to to either Jermaine Pratt or Logan Wilson so for me it's pretty simple Logan Wilson um and then that's pretty much who I'm targeting and moving on uh from the linebackers yep nope that makes sense for sure I mean again it's another team that was above average in in dime personnel too so it is it is a lighter role for whoever the secondary linebacker is which it should be Jermaine Pratt uh Mm -hmm. at this point so yeah Logan Wilson definitely uh one of the earlier targets Jermaine Pratt late in deeper leagues um and then the only rookie for this one that I'd be interested in is Dax Hill mm-hmm. uh, is becoming a little bit interesting if Jesse Bates is out 
but I yep. do think that it would be a deep role. So he's not somebody that I'm spending an overly high pick on yep. um, and expecting, you know, safety one production or anything like that. Just hoping yep. for uh, volume based production. Yep. All right, let's go to your Cleveland Browns. It is JOK season finally. Um, it looks like he is going to be the guy um, to play every I think he down. has to be. I think yeah. he has to be. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to think that you know anybody else at this point, especially with how well he played last year, as long as he's healthy. Um, he was a top 10 graded linebacker for us last year, something like that. So uh, that, that's as a rookie. So you'd like to see that right away. Um after that, I mean, Jacob Phillips versus Anthony Walker is kind of interesting. Walker mm-hmm. hasn't played yet. There hasn't been a, a ton of noise from him out of camp because he was hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Jacob Phillips, I think you had mentioned or had shown on Twitter that he's wearing the green dot too, right? So yeah, he's that- he's wearing the play, wearing yep he's wearing the dot. I've heard from a few uh, beat writers, analysts that they're they're definitely doing. You know, he's going to get the shot. Right. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if it's like if it's a, a heavy role or not, I don't know. I mean, I think Anthony Walker still works in and gets some playing time. I don't know mm-hmm. how big of a role the guy next to JOK is, is going to be, but um, again, you know, these are, these are late shots to take in drafts. Nobody's spending up on, on a Jacob Phillips or an Anthony Walker really. So yep. um, yeah, if you, you know, you, you, you have a gut feeling about a guy and they're, they might end up in a, in a, productive role then why not take a shot on them late um but uh yeah uh, this is uh we there's there's a few question marks still with the browns especially uh even at safety but um yeah i know woods likes to use some three linebacker packages he does a lot of rotating um Mm -hmm. he's talked up everybody so you don't i mean he's talked up (laughs) he's definitely talked up phillips i know he definitely likes how how he's played um unfortunately again um he, he, I noticed a bit, you know, a little bit of warts in his play uh, from from the game. Um, you guys obviously noticed it too, because I think he graded as the worst defender on the Browns in that game, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. um, he's playing in; he's been hurt. So I'm kind of hoping for a little bit better uh, of a showing, but I know they are giving him every chance to yeah. to play. So I think JOK probably does end up leaving the whole defense in snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was gonna. If I was going to use my crystal ball and who's going to be second, I would probably say Phillips. Okay, nice. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little bit. Uh, everybody's kind of got their bets on this one. I, I know yeah. people like Anthony Walker over JOK or Anthony Walker over Jacob Phillips, and then there's the Jacob Phillips crowd. So yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting to see like week one kind of how they how it plays out, and yeah, whatever. But you know, mm-hmm. if he didn't play that great, and it's the first preseason game too. Yeah, right? it takes some time for these guys. Yep to get up to speed so um and there's no real rookies on this one that's uh, of interest for redraft so we can move on to the dallas cowboys yeah well um i mean obviously my, you have micah parsons right um yeah. complete at least in my opinion being completely overdrafted yeah um uh, you know he huge pressure rate obviously elite pressure rate um uh, led the team in pressures. My problem is, is the tackle efficiency is, is if he's going to continue to rotate back and forth, that's going to limit his tackle efficiency. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he was around nine or 10% when he was not playing an off ball linebacker. Yeah. So when you're playing on the edge, that kind of, kind of lowers your tackle floor. So for me, 
I, I'm not touching him at his current ADP because what I've seen, he's either the first or second linebacker off oh, the yeah. board. And that is you're, you're banking on another, uh, 15, 16 sacks. Um, and that's just not something that I, that I'm, that I'm going to pay for. Um, so in the terms of who's also going to play, I think, um, see Jeff Kavanaugh. I think he's a, uh, he's one of the writers. I think he said, mm-hmm. uh, late Vander Esch has been calling the plays. Okay. Um, hard to see anything that happened in week one. Cause I think basically Dallas played nobody of, of relevance right. against Denver. So really speculation. It could be late Vander Esch. I think I have seen Jerron curse with it. So there could be a rotation there, but, um, in terms of the linebackers, I don't, I honestly don't really I don't think I'm really targeting any of the Dallas linebackers, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if I need to fill out a roster spot, maybe Leighton Vander Esch. Um, but uh, but that's really it. Um, Jabril, Cox, Jabril Cox is interesting, but he's going to go undrafted, so you could probably pick him up as a waiver wire addition potentially um, during the season. So mm-hmm. really, I'm I'm not drafting any of the linebackers, and like I said, I'm passing at Parsons at cost. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think, you know, if if you're a big believer in Micah Parsons repeating, you're, you're drafting him as the first or second linebacker Mm -hmm. on the board. Other than that, you're not getting him in drafts. Um, But I'm with you. I think that, I think he is overvalued and, you know, this will make it old takes exposed or something like that, but uh, I'm ready for it. I'll eat it, but I, I don't. I don't think that you know that sack rate last year is repeatable in in a part time pass rusher role, putting up double digit, well into double digit sacks. It was fourteen or yeah. fifteen sacks last year, so uh, that that's a big part of it. Uh, we know sacks aren't a sticky stat um, year to year, but also the the tackle issue is it, it is a problem. Mm-hmm. He, that tackle efficiency, not just because he's a pass rusher, but they play in a man-heavy defense as well. Mm-hmm. This is the most man-heavy team in the NFL, so we know that that also kills linebacker tackle efficiency by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the fact that he's not in that role on an every down basis is going to hurt his tackle efficiency. The low weeks are going to be low, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, you'll have the big blow-up weeks as well. But for where you're drafting him, you want consistently – strong production every single week like you would normally get from like a Roquan Smith or Darius Leonard right so um yeah it's just uh, in my opinion not worth the cost I know people are big believer in him and that's perfectly fine I get it I understand why um but it's just it's the the price tag is too rich for me I mean I guess if you're playing in an IDP best ball league I mean that's probably a really he's probably a good target there for sure um I mean, I took him in our all 22 draft because it's a completely different oh, type yeah, of format. Uh... <laughs> he, he's actually really good and probably in that format, but yeah, I mean, that's in best ball format. Yeah. But if you're just playing those week, you know, weekly seasonal, I, I, I can't believe he's already the, the already at LB one. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think for, yeah, like you said, all 22, he's a perfect LB one candidate, <laughs> right? Yeah. Super young and it obviously very, very good at what he does. So uh, especially for a position that doesn't grade very well. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a pretty good pick uh, for, for all 22, but for IDP, we want uh, something a little bit different yeah. and I don't know that he gives that, but yep. we will see. Um, all right, let's go to the Denver Broncos. Another kind of interesting team. Um, Josie Jewell had been talked up as their LB1 and yep. uh, still seems to be that way, even though we haven't seen him on the field. But that's, you know, that's fine. The guy missed pretty much all of last year with an injury. Um, 
We'll see, you know, what happens with the second linebacker spot. I know they just signed Joe Schobert mm-hmm. um, because Jonas Griffith got hurt, and yep. we were excited about Jonas Griffith as like a sleeper. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, Schobert, Singleton, I, I don't even Griffith. I don't think Sternad. it just yeah, Justin Sternad. <laughs> I mean, I just, he's still there. <laughs> these are these are names that I mean. Again, the the end of your drafts. If you want to take a shot, it's it's worth it because they'll be on the field. But I don't know how much they're going to be on the field. This is one of the things that I think um, I had been kind of touching on a little bit this off season, and that's with you know a new defensive coordinator coming mm-hmm. in uh, from the Rams, which was a dime heavy team. New head coach from the Packers, a very dime heavy dime team. team. Single yeah. linebacker. Yeah, so I think there's there's going to be some of that that carries over, and, I, and we kind of saw that a little bit in the first week of the preseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because Jonas Griffith got hurt or if this was their plan all along, but they played 40% of their snaps uh, in dime in mm-hmm. the first half. Um, yeah. In the second half, they they obviously cut that down, but when they had their guys, their starting units out there, that's kind of what they were running. I obviously don't think it's going to be 40%. That's a very, very high rate, yeah, I, but yep. it's still, it's still enough to make you think that the LB two there isn't likely to be super relevant uh, for IDP outside of deep leagues. But um, yeah, I mean, and then you got Baron Browning playing uh, like a hall of fame edge rusher uh, in the yeah. preseason, yeah. <laughs> uh, his first snaps as, as a full-time edge rusher. So that was cool to see, but yeah, I think it's Jose jewel right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, Joe Schober, I don't really care enough about him. I know he's got the name, but yep. uh, yeah. I, I think you're, I think we're right there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you guys graded Josie Jewell actually pretty high last year before he got yeah. hurt. Um, he's probably going to call the plays. I have a feeling. Um, yeah, with Joe Schobert, I mean, he could have some value. I mean, because if with Jonas Griffith out, what, four to six weeks, I think that puts Griffith right back around week two or week three. Okay. So, I mean, I don't think Joe Schobert's going to have a. Th- I don't see him getting a three down roll. I'm not going to project a three down roll. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's a guy you can kind of come in and you know he does have some of that veteran presence. Um, maybe sixty percent. You know, kind of rotate in and out. But uh, really, though, anything you can do to keep Alex Singleton off the field, I think that <laughs> is what they need to do. Um, yeah. Honestly. So, but yeah, it's it's pretty much pretty much Josie Jewell and um I mean if I miss out on Joe Schobert I'm not gonna cry about it no no definitely not I yeah I'm I'm 100% with you um all right let's go to uh the hard knock superstar Detroit Lions oh boy um (laughs) so for whatever reason Alex Anzalone is still on the team he 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 needs to improve how he hits his pad level, um, his drops into co- drops, tackling hands. Other than that, yeah, he's he's aces. He's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just my quick observations is, um, Kelvin Shepard, the linebacker coach, absolutely loves Malcolm Rodriguez, loves him, and is is already calling out things that no one has seen a linebacker there do for five, you know, for, for a bunch of years. So at this point, I think it's Malcolm Rodriguez's job to lose at this point. I mean, if seriously, if he comes in and Alex Anzalone still is playing, I'm going to lose my shit. Cause he just flat out sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. He just sucks. He is not a good football player. Yeah. Um, 
So I really, I'm, and I had a feeling this is going to happen that I was going to fall in love with Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, I mean, I wrote him up as a, a rookie linebacker to target, uh, you know, kind of that early season, mid season, potentially waiver wire. Um, but the coach, the, the linebacker coaches, they love him. So he's, you know, he actually had a pretty good game. Uh, had some pre- pretty decent plays. Um, you know, Derek Barnes was okay. Um, you know, sh- had a really nice tackle, uh, had a nice TFL. Um, but I'm sorry if the Lions want to compete. Alex Anzalone should not be anywhere near a football field. And with him, he's either going to get cut or he's going to call the plays. And I don't think there is anywhere in between. No, I think- but for me, if I'm targeting two linebackers from Detroit, it's going to be either Derek Barnes or it's going to be Malcolm Rodriguez. I still can't believe Gerard Davis is on that team. He made a... I he totally whiffed. I don't know what he was doing. It's that like so, someone had a c- controller and I think they hit X and he dove. <laughs> if he, that's exactly what it was, yeah, yeah. they hit X and dove at nothing. So for me, I mean, you're 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 trying to rebuild and you're making your and you're trying to be taken seriously. I do think Aiden Hutchinson is probably going to be a culture changer. I mean, right. you can already kind of tell that he's coming in and he's he's not taking any shit mm-hmm. and and even uh, watching Malcolm Rodriguez play i mean he's getting called out it's like this this sixth round rookie is taking your job right now all of you so well, coaches don't do that you know they don't they're not going to they're not going to do that unless they really see something in in these mm-hmm. guys so yeah for detroit i'm just going to look at Derek Barnes or Malcolm Rodriguez and that's that's it yeah i i I haven't seen the second episode of Hard Knocks yet, but I'm, I'm excited to see that because, yeah, uh, as we all know, Alex Anzalone, I mean, <laughs> football is not his forte, although I, I just wouldn't be surprised if he if he starts the season, right? And for whatever reason, I don't know what kind of blackmail he has on Dan Campbell, but he played the entire year last year. Um, but I, I like the call. I like Malcolm Rodriguez. I mean, you look at that linebacker core and Derek Barnes and Jared Davis, they're not the answer. No. Um, I mean, Jesus, I, you know, I, I, the, the hype is pretty crazy for Rodriguez right now. And I think, yes, it is. Oh, it absolutely knocks, right? is. It's, he's, it's, he's, it's totally irrational. Yeah. He's the Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> of IDP yes. uh, at this point. Right. But he, he could, he could very well end up as, as a relevant IDP this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's to start the year, but like yeah. you said, I mean, there's, it's going to be, if he's, the playing the way he is in camp, it's going to be hard to keep him off the, the field, especially when you see the other options. Yeah. Alex Anzalone, I think, you know, you, you can take a late round flyer on him if you want, but you have to keep in mind that this is uh, one of the most inefficient linebackers in the league. He just consistently below 10% tackle efficiency. Um, and that's, you know, when the average for linebackers is 12%, the, the yeah. guy's just not good. Um, he, he finds a way to not make a play. And yeah, if, if it's Malcolm Rodriguez that emerges, then uh, obviously we'll be very happy Friday mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people are hoping for somebody to, to emerge there. It was Derek Barnes. That was last year's uh, darling, but that didn't work out. And hopefully we'll see something uh, from the sixth rounder out of Oklahoma state. God, Gerard Davis was a 
a first round pick. Good he God. He was a first round pick. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that play, I know exactly the one you're talking about <laughs> yeah. where it, it looks like he's doing like the chip block on the fullback who's right. blocking. <laughs> it's like, what are you yeah. doing? You are on defense. <laughs> oh god. Um, all right, let's go to uh the Green Bay Packers here. So Devondre Campbell. Uh, still the man for this season, mm-hmm. uh, most likely. Um, I know they drafted Quay Walker, a.k.a. Quaker. Uh, the, <laughs> he is the easy linebacker two choice there. So the interesting thing for him will be how much time the person uh, mm-hmm. the Packers actually run this season. I know they that's were huge. Been- yeah, they were they were top five last year, top five the year before, I think first the year before that. So, uh, you know, Tom had mentioned this. They had scaled down the linebacker usage over the years, which is mm-hmm. a little bit different than the norm of the NFL. But it, it could very well happen again this year. We may see another downgrade to, you know, a 20 percent range. But I mm-hmm. doubt it's an every down roll for for Quay Walker, which makes him a, a late round pick uh, mm-hmm. for IDP purposes. And that's that's fine. You know, there's if he's overly efficient or above average as a, an efficient tackler um mm-hmm. then he can he can make up some of that value a little bit but yep. um so there is there you know there's a good chunk of snaps there i think the whole thing uh with me was that i just you know i don't think he should been the the top rookie drafted yeah. for for idp purposes right i know he was the first rookie uh linebacker drafted in the nfl draft but i think you know somebody like a devin lloyd is in a better situation to produce assuming lloyd gets yep. back from his hamstring injury but yep. um that's that's a different team um but yeah, we, bottom line, we won't know until he actually plays. I mean, the preseason snaps don't really mean anything. The Packers aren't going to show what their mm-hmm. personnel is going to be. They didn't show it last year uh, in the preseason. They're not going to show it this year. We won't find out until week one exactly uh, what they want to do with their linebackers. But right yep. now, Devondre Campbell is a, a really nice uh, top option for for IDP, in my opinion. Yeah, and... and uh with Walker I you know they've seen you know you've seen it the, he compares very similarly to Campbell so right. I think at the linebacker spot they haven't had that guy that can do a little bit of everything you know because Chris Barnes I think he's already head and shoulders above Chris Barnes yeah um you know you can drop Campbell into coverage and you can send Quay Walker on a pass rush and even vice versa mm-hmm. um so again with with Devondra Campbell not playing week one Quay Walker got the start I think he played 12 snaps but again called the plays wore the dot. So again, it's kind of notable that, that as a rookie, he's being entrusted to, to call the plays. So mm-hmm. um, I think he's, from what I can read, he's picking things up and he's already kind of standing out a little bit. So if he can get 80% of the snaps, I think that is some, that will definitely be uh, of use. Yeah. Yeah. definitely could still be relevant, but just be aware of where you're drafting him. We yes. shouldn't expect. Yeah. an every down roll, but yeah, I mean, and I've seen him, he's probably in, in mix. I think I've seen him, you know, he's probably going as like a, an LB three and I don't know if I can spend, I don't know if I can spend that. Um, when there's, especially in redraft, I mean, there's just no. so many other useful options. And if he's being drafted above someone like Demario Davis, I'm like, all right, well give me Demario Davis until the wheels fall off. Oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen him go uh, ahead of guys like Drake Greenlaw and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Rashawn Evans, who I think are in safer roles um, and could could easily outproduce just based on snaps alone. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's go on to uh, the Houston Texans. <laughs> I gave you all uh, the good teams. Um, I mean, 
you got Christian Kirksey, who actually had kind of a healthy season. I mean, 13 games. Yeah. If he hits double digits, that's a healthy season for Kirksey. Yeah. Um, so really, he's the one that that I'm kind of taking. Um, other than that, I mean, it's basically a crowded group of Brooklyn Brawler type jobbers. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, you got you got Blake Cashman, Camus Grugier Hill, yeah. who only played because Zach Cunningham got cut and he played just out of necessity. Neville Hewitt, Kevin Pierre Lewis, Garrett Wallow. Um I like Christian Harris for Dynasty. I know yeah. Kirk Six had, had some has singled him out as as a pretty fast and talented guy. So hmm. but other than that, I am I'm not touching any of the other Houston linebackers. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Camu Grugier Hill might be worth a shot. I mean, if he's if he's starting, it's again, it's a two linebacker team. I think Lovey was the only Lovey Smith that is the only defense in the league that didn't play a single snap and dime last year. Yeah, um, so he yeah. loves his linebackers out there. Mm-hmm. So somebody's gonna be relevant, and <laughs> it seems like Grugier Hill's the the front runner right now. I mean. At this point, though, it's yeah, there it's such a mess. We talked about <laughs> um, Christian Harris in the in the rookie linebackers pod, and and talked about how he's got to fight, uh, you know, like five uh, duck sized horses basically to to get to uh, a starting spot. And you know, it might be annoying, and it might take a, a minute to get there, but eventually he's going to do it. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult to task. So yeah. Um, yeah, right now, yeah, I think you're right. Christian Kirksey, for sure. I, I, I'm willing to take a shot on Gruger Hill, but again, I don't expect a full season out of these guys, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose their job at some point. So, uh, yeah. again, draft with caution there. Um, any rookies uh, from this group that, that you like? Yeah, Jalen Petra. Okay. Probably him, and, uh, and I think that's... Uh, I mean, I don't think they did. They draft any? I don't. I can't remember if they drafted any edge rushers. Not really. Um, of note, but yeah, it's um, it's Jalen Petre and uh, and probably Christian Kirksey in redraft this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, know. I think it's yeah. just going to be a very boring defense. Yeah, that, that's that's the Lovey Smith style, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, they yes, Derek Stingley, but that's a corner. I don't really care yeah. to draft that one. And yeah, Jalen Petrie, you never know; he he might work in there. And I, again, it's a disgusting group of safeties that they have there. Um, Eric Murray, I think Jonathan Owens. Yeah. So, like, these are these are jags if there ever was any so yeah Petrie uh, played near the line of scrimmage. I think he played the majority of those snaps up on the line. So that's nice. that's what I'm interested in. Yep. For sure. Uh, we will go to the Indianapolis Colts. So we have the newly named Shaquille Leonard, uh, a.k.a. Darius. Um, not healthy right now. He's got the back injury. Uh, that's a little worrisome. We don't know if Sucks. he's going to be yeah available for, for the start of the year. Obviously, until then, it's uh, Bobby Okereke. Mm-hmm. Um Gus Bradley, you know, he he's the new defensive coordinator the coordinator there. He did run a fair bit of dime compared to the rest of the league. So we could see whoever that secondary linebacker ends up being, whether it's Okereke with Leonard in there or uh, it seems like Zaire Franklin yep. um, with Leonard out. So th- those guys might come off the field a little bit more uh, than they would last year under uh, Matt Eberflus. So that's mm-hmm. something to just be aware of. But it is a very zone-heavy, linebacker-friendly team for whoever yep. ends up being their primary guy, um, whether yep. that's Leonard or Okereke. Um Yeah, it's uh, it, I don't know what to think of Darius Leonard or Shaquille Leonard, whatever it is. Um, maybe he gets 
back uh, in the first month of the season, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It, the, the reports, you know, have been spotty. Uh, I don't know really what to trust at this point. It's uh, it's worrisome. Backs are worrisome. Nobody yeah. has ever gotten the healthy back. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a tough injury. Yeah. Um, and at this point, you're supposed to be your healthiest, and now you've had back surgery, and now you've got that. So right. It's, 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 it's rough. And when you say, well, he's going to play at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the coaches have said, we don't need him at the beginning of the season, just reading the teams, I'm like, all right, well, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be available for a full season. Right. So I think I've moved him outside of my top 15. Yep. Um, so again, kind of like what we said with Roquan, maybe draft him as an LB two if he continues to fall. Um, but yeah, it was it was Zaire Franklin and not EJ Speed that mm-hmm. that got the start and wore the dot. So um, they were they were heavy two linebackers. So I mean, and O'Carrick and Lo- and Leonard played all pretty much all the snaps when they could, um, if they weren't hurt. But uh, but yeah, right now uh, O'Carrick is is I think has an ADP of probably I think within the tenth twelfth round somewhere around there, which isn't horrible. Um, and uh, he's probably the one that I'm targeting. And uh, just kind of moving on from there. But yeah, Zaire Franklin, kind of a guy, not much upside. Um, I mean, if you're starting three or four linebackers, tail end of the draft and kind of slot him in as maybe a fourth linebacker if he's in a good matchup and just kind of see what happens and things don't happen, then you can always just cut bait and move on. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly where I've picked him up too. Any leagues that I start three or four, I pick him up and and we'll see if he holds on to that role or if Leonard misses the that beginning of the season. But yeah, just to your point with Leonard, I'm with you. I think dropping him at least outside of the top twelve is fair, mm-hmm. um, just because of the the uncertainty around uh, his start of the season. But um, we shall see. And then then as far as rookies go, I mean, I think the one that most people are aware of by now is Nick Cross, right? Yep. Uh, yep. He looks to be starting in that strong safety role for Gus Bradley's defense, which we've yep. seen um, produce some very relevant IDP safeties over the years, whether it was Derwin James or Jonathan Cyprian or Jonathan, or, or Abram. Jonathan Abram last season. So it's a very box heavy role, mm-hmm. which uh, is a big boost to tackle efficiency. And I would love to see, uh, yeah, a rookie like Nick Cross kind of take that role and, and hold it for the whole season because it would be super productive. And he was somebody that you could grab uh, for almost nothing uh, in rookie drafts until yep. Kyrie Willis retired. But um, even still was a discount for a while. Now I think it's yeah, because to we up. didn't really know his role. Yeah. With, yep. And with Kyrie Willis, I think I had him as my DB four until he retired. I'm not going to go yeah. as crazy and putting it across as my DB four. Right. But I do. Th- <laughs> I do. I did put him in within, you know, my top 25 because there's upside yep. for, for tackles. So like you said, Gus Bradley likes using his strong safeties. He uses them pretty frequently and we've seen uh, that they produce. So, you know, cross is a big hitter from Maryland. So I think he's going to get an opportunity for sure. For sure. All right. Who do we have for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh boy. We have uh Jacksonville who doled out a crap ton of money. Like, uh, like dumb and dumber, like Jim Carrey handing out the money in the briefcase, just handing it all out. Um, handed out a gazillion dollars to Fasade Lukun, who didn't do a whole lot of things very well in Atlanta. Again, he had 190 tackles, but it, it he wasn't very good overall. Yeah. Um, so I think he's probably gonna call the plays. 
Um, I think Devin Lloyd is probably going to be the guy that plays the majority of the snaps alongside him. Uh, what's really going to be interesting to see us if, if Jacksonville decides to say, you know what, we're just going to play three linebackers. So it's going to be Muma, Aluakun and, and Lloyd. So I don't know. Muma looked really good. Um, I know he had a really nice play, um, uh, in that preseason game, kind of slithered through a, an opening and made a nice tackle for a loss. He's a tackle machine. Yeah. Um, I really was bummed that he went to Jacksonville because he was he was my LB one in, in rookie in for my rookie draft. So, um, so I was just kind of uh, bummed to see there. But the thing is, though, I think we still need to kind of. I know we love our rookies, but I think sometimes we do need to temper expectations with some mm-hmm. of these guys. Devin Lloyd does look like a blue chip prospect that can be that is a prototypical three down linebacker. So, um, so right now it probably would be Fasade and, and Devin Lloyd right now, who are the guys that I'm targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be a little bit, I, I'd be a little bit hesitant um, sometimes with a new team, but Luakun just kind of finds himself in a really good situation where he should, I mean, they, they spend a ton of money on him and he has, yeah. they have to play him. So, um, I mean, he's going to get another 190 tackles. Who knows? But I mean, he's still uh, he's still locked into to a three down roll. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think uh, they're basically pot committed to play Foyer Luke kind of at this point as, as an every down player. And then, yeah, I'm with you too with Devin Lloyd. I mean, it's it's a bummer that he's not playing right now because of the hamstring. But mm-hmm. from all reports it sounds like it's precautionary or whatever that he's not going to be in there um hopefully we'll get uh some work in before the end of the preseason but uh yeah he's he's the guy that i'd be targeting as well with chad muma being you know either waiver wire or late round pick just in case um but it's uh, again it's at least likely to be uh decent defense for uh linebackers because mm-hmm. mike caldwell came over from tampa bay where we had devin White and uh, Levante David uh, in zone heavy cover two schemes. They played every down. Uh, they blitzed their linebackers a ton as well, which is something that Devin Lloyd was very good at mm-hmm. uh, in college. And I, I think it's really a perfect fit for him in that scheme. So it's hard to imagine him not being an IDP asset right from yep. the get go, as long as he's healthy. But uh, we've obviously been fooled before with rookies. So like you said, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, careful, but um, every once in a while that one, like, in a position like this hits and you know, we're, we're talking about them as a LB one type situation the the next year. So I yep. think Devin white has, or Devin Lloyd has that potential, but uh, we shall see yep. um, other rookies, Trayvon Walker. How would you think about him and his uh, first appearances? Something tells me he's going to make me eat my words that he was a fade, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I know that first game. I don't, I mean, he's, I mean, he's doing it. If I, if I'm not mistaken, well, no, he wasn't playing against the first team against Cleveland. Uh, that wasn't their first team offensive line. Was that their first team offensive line? I'm trying to remember. They played I, I, I think though, I think so. Cedric Wills was out there. No, I don't think he played. No? I think the, I think like Wyatt Teller and I think those guys played, but yeah, well, he didn't have um, a particularly productive game really. I mean, yeah. Small sample size, but yeah, um, but yeah, you know, he's, he could he's going to be out there a lot um it, they're mm-hmm. letting him rush the passer from the edge which is important um can't stunt for shit still unfortunately but <laughs> he, uh, 
you know, <laughs> he, he, he has a chance. He could be productive just based on volume alone until he develops those athletic traits into actual an actual pass rush repertoire. But um, I think that's going to take some time. I think he still is a project. And, yep. you know, as much as preseason hype uh, is going to bump him up boards and things like that and get people excited, I think there's still uh, reason to be uh, cautious with Trayvon Walker. Yep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's go you, on to Kansas City you get here. Kansas City. Yeah. So since this is a show focused on three down linebackers, we could probably just skip the Chiefs altogether. No. <laughs> uh, so Nick Bolton, I mean, I I have him outside of my top 30. I get wow, that. really? I I have I I'll be honest, I think I have him in my top 20. Yeah. I, and honestly, I, I can understand why. Because if it's an every down role or mm-hmm close, to, close it. to it yeah we know that he's a very good run defender he mm-hmm. puts himself in the right position to make tackles i it's steve spagnolo that that's the only reason he's down there right and mm-hmm. we know he hates idp we know he likes to mess with us and i think right now he's dangling the hook in front of us he's he's, he's he might be tricking us a little bit uh and i'm just worried that we're gonna see that same uh smaller role than what we uh than what we're hoping for basically you know this is a guy was super super efficient last year mm-hmm. 19.43 percent tackle efficiency is is insane <laughs> insane I mean, yeah it just it, that by itself screams regression and his pass um, rush was if was hyper efficient too yeah yeah so you know that was if you're looking at a, a snap share of if it ends up being around that 65 to 70% range again, you're mm-hmm. definitely creating a hole for yourself. If you're, you're expecting yep. him to be an LB one or LB two chances are, you know, there's at least, a, or I should say at least a chance that it could be higher than that just because Anthony Hitchens isn't there anymore. And it's another year in the system and maybe more comfortable um, Spags is in playing him. There's also Willie Gay there. Um, you I know, think Ben he, Neiman's gone too, who always Neiman, always factored into some snaps. So who, right. for whatever reason, yeah, Ben Neiman, they would just they would use him as he was their dime linebacker mm-hmm. when they wanted one linebacker on the field. And then you had Daniel Sorensen, two of the two just people you do not want anywhere insane. near a football field. It, it's so it, it's so <laughs> strange. So both of those guys are gone. Maybe <laughs> Willie Gay works into being that that dime linebacker for them. I mean, I and know. all of those training camp clips. I mean, it's like why. Uh, and I'm falling into the Willie Gay love and I'm going to continue. And and it's like, it's like star Wars, uh, Kylo Ren. I know, I know I shouldn't, I know I, I can't do it and I know I need to let go, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I got him on a couple taxi squads. I'm still not ready to call him up basically. Right. He's uh, not until I see it. So it's such a weird situation. I mean, 
you could easily see again a snap increase for Nick Bolton would be huge I think that that would be the biggest thing it's just trusting Spags to do that I could see them easily coming out and being like oh yeah Jermaine Carter is going to play 45 percent of the snaps and just completely bust us on that one so yeah I mean if he he can come in and play 850 snaps Mm mm-hmm 12 or 13 percent tackle rate mm-hmm. because i'm not i'm sorry as much as i love nick bolton i'm not expecting a 19 percent i'm not expecting a 19 percent no, no, but if he can play 850 850 snaps 13 percent tackle rate that's that's kind of what i'm hoping for okay. um and he can be uh, i mean steve's he you got to believe Spagnuolo's forgotten more football than we know. Sure. He, he's, he's got two really good linebackers. Yeah. I mean, when you, what, I mean, seriously, when you look at Nick Bolton, you look at Willie Gay, and then you look at Anthony Hitchens, and you look at Ben Neiman, you're like, yeah, we're going to go with these guys yes. uh, the majority of the time. I, I, I don't, I don't know. And then, and then of course, you know, we talk rookies. Um, you know, then they draft Leo Chanel, right. Um, who has also looked like a bat out of hell. And I think coming out of Wisconsin, his issue was coverage. You guys graded him with as a 76 and made solid plays in coverage. And so he's, is he going to factor in the mix? That's yeah. That's, that's the other part of it, right? Is (laughs) it's funny because Leo Chanel is very much, um, like Nick Bolton was the year before coming in, mm-hmm. right? They they had very similar uh, numbers as far as being yep. these great run defenders, mm-hmm. but coverage was a question mark. Of yep. course, now they're both on the same team, so it's like, how do they factor in? Uh, I mean, I'm not touching Leo Chanel in, in no, drafts. not in redraft. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, you guys graded Nick Bolton third in coverage against. I mean, granted, he only played nine snaps. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you're not, we're not going to call them Darrell Rivas a linebacker right now, right, but right. I mean, he obviously did something to stand out to, uh, to the, to the, you know, to those analysts to have a pretty yeah. decent breed and coverage. So, yeah, um, I, I know it, it's hard. I, I'm probably low on him, but I'm blaming Spagnolo. Yep. And, you know, know, if, if I'm right, whatever, I'll be annoyed by it. And if I'm yep. wrong, I'll be annoyed by that too. So I, I can't, I can't <laughs> You're in a lose-lose situation. I, I really am. I really, really am. Yeah. Um, yep. Is Bolton, is he wearing the dot? Is that yep. the, okay. Okay. Yep. He is calling the plays. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Who do you got there? So this is an interesting one. Um, new defensive coordinator, whole new coaching staff. So they're not really beholden to anybody to anybody else so there's no loyalty here so for me i'm completely fading denzel perriman um i I just i mean all right fine if he's if he's there the late rounds which he's not going to be because people are drafting him thinking he's going to repeat so Mm -hmm. i'm not going to have any of them um i mean he he called the plays played 83 percent of the snaps but still was kind of a coverage liability Mm -hmm. um I think he allowed a 115, a lot of 115 quarterback rating when he was targeted. Um, so for me, I'm fading Perriman and I am looking at Divine Diablo. So I think he's gonna end up being the one, at least that I think is gonna is gonna get the three down roll. I know he he called the plays in that first preseason game at the Hall of Fame game. Um, they didn't play at all in week one and week in their week two, they didn't play at all. 
Um, so Perriman has also had some injury issues in the past. So I'm just not, I'm not paying for that, uh, for that hyper efficiency again. Um, I know Micah Kaiser's already out for the year. They got Kenny Young. I'm not factoring, you know, I, I think Jayon Brown, I'm not factoring him in. Um, so for me, it's just divine Diablo. And if he breaks out great and if he doesn't, I'll be bummed, but that's the one I'm targeting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, Diablo, obviously one of the best names in the NFL as well. And, and, and yeah, I think he, he had, he brings a little bit more to the position than what uh, Denzel Perriman does, especially, Mm -hmm. uh, in coverage as a former, uh, safety. So, um, yeah, Patrick Graham's the, the new defensive coordinator there and they were, when he was with the giants, uh, ran 22% dime rate. So that could crush one of those, uh, linebackers whoever ends up being the guy to come off the field a little bit more then you got to consider josh mcdaniels coming over from uh, new, england. new england yeah we're rotating uh, defensive players and causing headaches for idp managers yep. as part of their religion so yep. um <laughs> it's 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 a weird group but i think yeah it's you know you could take a shot on either guy just take it into the middle late rounds because it it's going to be a very different situation than what we saw last year yep. uh, with the Raiders. So um, yep. it'll be one to monitor for sure. Yep. Um, who is wearing the green dot over there? Um, I know this well, past guess, week yep, it was, it was divine Diablo. I honestly, I didn't really, I didn't really okay. watch who was wearing it. I, I thought That's it might've been Jayon Brown, but, um, okay. but um, uh, I, I didn't really, didn't really take a look. Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's hard to tell, right? If the if Paramin or somebody isn't playing, it's it's not uh not super clear who it is. Um Yep. All right, let's go on to the Los Angeles Chargers where Drew Tranquil and Derwin James are the the top linebackers there. I'm, I'm really betting on a, a linebacker heavy role for Derwin James mm-hmm. this year. Um just because I could easily see the Chargers being one of the biggest risers uh, in that dime personnel rate this season, just considering their offseason alone, right? Not addressing the linebacker position. Troy yep. Reader doesn't count. Um, and then drafting uh, JT Woods, who's a deep safety in the third round out of Baylor. I, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Derwin to kind of step closer to the line of scrimmage and help mm-hmm. him out the box a little bit there. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, and Brandon Staley too, right? He, he ran a very dime-heavy scheme with the Rams. Didn't yep. necessarily have the personnel to do it in his first year with the Chargers, but I think drafting Woods, bringing in guys like Bryce Callahan, JC Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, to help fill out the db room says they want more defensive backs yep. on the field this season um yep. tranquil i think as far as linebackers goes looks like the front runner right now um yep. kenneth murray's probably a distant second uh still developing still having some issues kyle van noise in there plays kind of a dual role as a yeah very similar to like a frankie luvu or mm-hmm. you know Micah Parsons, we don't want to compare those two, but um, he does. He's a pass rusher. He's a linebacker. He does a little bit of everything. So, yeah. How about you? What do you think about the? Yeah, I I don't have anything to to add. Um, I was just looking again at some some ADP, and I, I saw mm-hmm. Kenneth Murray is an LB twenty four, and oh. that is, folks. Whoa. Don't draft Kenneth Murray. Just no, no. don't 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 do it. I'd rather draft Kyle Van Noy or. And and hopefully he and and hope that maybe he plays some off ball linebacker, but don't don't draft Kenneth Murray. He's he's Staley just does not seem to like him at all. Um, and I don't I don't know, but yeah, it's it's for me though. It is Tranquil and James. Yeah, yeah, and and Staley wasn't the one that drafted Kenneth Murray. Either, exactly. Right? 
the one that's kind of having to deal with him. And, and yeah, like you said, it doesn't seem like he's overly excited about him. And, and yeah. it's, uh, it's, yeah, LB24, my God, I, I would hope uh, nobody's taking him that high. Yeah, I know. Uh, the other LA team, the Rams. Um, Bobby Wagner. Um, Bobby Wagner and uh, and Bobby Wagner. Yep. Um, <laughs> I I do I don't mind Ernest Jones. Um, sure. I'm I'm buying into those uh, into some of that um, that intangible nothingness mm-hmm. of uh, of Ernest Jones attached at Bobby Wagner's hip. You know that that preseason camp speak where right. You know he's attached at the hip and soaking in the information, which means <laughs> absolutely nothing. But you don't mind to hear. You're like, all right, cool. Cause that's nice. fitting my narrative because I like Ernest Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Ernest Jones can play 75% of the snaps. I know again, they're a single, I know they were very, still very single linebacker heavy. Um, I think they were, if I'm not mistaken, over 50%, they were single. Um, so I do, I do know, I, you know, just watching those first, uh, I think it was those first nine plays uh, they ran Dual, they ran double. They ran two linebacker, five out of the nine, single four out of the nine. So, yeah. um, take that for what you will. But I, I don't know if the if if the Rams see a thousand snaps, I'm hoping for 750 for Jones. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then I, 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 I do. I, I like him as a as a late round sleeper. Um, and it does not hurt that you're playing behind a really good defensive line. And anytime you're playing behind Aaron Donald. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Wagner is, of, of course, um, top linebacker. Continue to draft him as, as one of the top linebackers. Um, he's going to call the plays again. So if they do continue to run a single linebacker at that heavy clip, Wagner's not coming off the field, especially for the money that they paid him. And again, he's a good line and he's a good player. Obviously, a really yeah. good player. Yeah, yeah, best linebacker they've had in a while. And yeah, he's my LB1 for this season, uh, Wagner. And yeah, I think you're right. You know, taking a shot on Jones late, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just as long as we don't expect that full-time role Mm -hmm. or, you know, a massive increase in snaps because this is still going to be a dime-heavy team. You know, whether it's the same to the same extent as last season or not, I don't know. Um, But again, this is a team that won the Super Bowl with that at that style of defense. If it ain't yep. broke, you know, don't fix it. So it's hard to it's hard to argue more linebackers on the field. It's it's and I get that they like Ernest Jones. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's he's going to work his way. He's going to play. It's just how much and and what he does with those yep. snaps that's going to make uh, his his season uh, make or break. And and I'm just not willing to bet on it too early in drafts. But yep. I think, like you said, if you're if you're grabbing him late, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and no rookies because you can't have rookies if you don't have draft picks. So yeah, uh, it's kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we could move on to the uh, Miami Dolphins here. Um, I mean, it's Jerome Baker still at, at this point. Uh, after that, it's uh, a Landon Roberts, Duke Riley, Sam Egwavoen, and Channing Tindall fighting it out for a smaller LB2 role. And apparently it's in that order as well, based on what they did this preseason. Uh, the first half was played uh, entirely by Duke Riley and Sam Egwavoen with uh, Jerome Baker and a Landon Robbins, Roberts out. Tindall mm-hmm. didn't come in until the second half, um, which is a bummer to see because I think he's probably 
has a chance to be the best linebacker on that team, even over Jerome Baker with some development, but it's going to take some time. I wouldn't be expecting it for this season. I think the Dolphins, they're still very likely going to run a man-heavy, possibly blitz-heavy defensive scheme with Josh Boyer mm-hmm. staying on as the defensive coordinator. I don't really love any of these linebackers for this season, minus you know a massive shift in their defensive deployment because of yep. all that. So Jerome Baker more of an lb3 type i think um if, if that's where you're taking them other than that mm-hmm. it's not really worth investing in any of these guys in drafts yeah i i still like baker um mm-hmm. i mean he's still getting 85 percent of the snaps yep. and you know what you're getting and you're also getting pass rush upside i think he had a 60 he had a 16 and a half percent pressure rate over the last couple of seasons mm-hmm. so uh you're getting some of that sack upside so i like that along with his tackle numbers um Honestly, Channing Tindall is probably already a better linebacker than Alandon Roberts and Sam Maguiovan and all then Duke Riley. Right. Um, I think in the 25 snaps that you played, um, you guys graded him pretty highly, especially in coverage. So, I mean, I know he's probably playing against third. I think at that point when he came in, probably third stringers. But um, yeah. I'm I'm hope I'd like to see him against first first second string first yeah. and second stringers just to kind of see what he can do. Um, I'm not taking any of the other linebackers. I'll take a shot on Channing Tindall deep and kind of see what happens. Um, But boy, that, that whole Georgia defense, um, boy, did they turn out some talent? It's an, it's insane. It is the talent that they turned out. It's, it's unbelievable. There's, I mean, especially, yeah, the defense, it's just, there's guys at, at, on almost every team that we've (laughs) talked about. It's just like rookie out of Georgia, rookie out of Georgia. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. And yeah, I'm with you. I like Tyndall and I hope Miami, uh, gives them a shot to play against first teamers. Both very speedy. Both Baker and him are speedy. So yeah, that's for sure. Cause yeah, it'd be nice to see him get that coverage great against guys that uh, don't run the same 40 time as I do. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, let's go on to the Minnesota Vikings. Who do you got there? Um, so it's probably going to be Eric Hendricks. Um, I still have him as, as a, as a top 10 guy, um, but new defensive scheme and new defensive coordinator. So, Honestly, I'm not quite sure who's going to call the plays. Um, I kind of have an idea. Um, I mean, Anthony Barr called the plays, but he's he's in Dallas. So for me, I'm definitely targeting uh, Eric Kendricks as my top linebacker. He's going to be the three-down guy. Um, he did not – Harrison Smith or, nor Kendricks played. Jordan Hicks got the start. Um, and he was actually the one that who called the plays. Obviously, he has the experience. I think he did it with Philadelphia. And I think he definitely did it in Arizona. So he definitely has the experience. He's got the voice. Um, and I think he, I think he would be the front runner to do it. I don't think it's going to be Eric Kendricks. Um, it could potentially be Harrison Smith, but again, with a new defensive coordinator, I think it's all up in the air as to, as to whom, who, you know, as to who could do it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of the linebackers, you know, obviously, like I said, Eric Kendricks is going to be a top 10 guy, but I don't mind Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. He's some, you know, he's, he's durable. He had some injury issues with the, in the first couple of seasons. Um, but I don't mind that Jordan Hicks is, is an LB three or four. And especially if he's going to call the plays and stay on the field, um, you know, Minnesota does is a little bit vanilla. They, they are still going to be a two. I think they are still a two linebacker heavy system. Um, even with this new uh, scheme switch, I don't think they're going to be very heavy in that three, four base, but uh, um, I still think they're going to be full-time guys. Um, I know they like 
They've talked up Hicks. The, the I think some I think it was the defensive coordinator, or maybe even the coach said he liked Hicks anyway and has wanted, you know, wanted him. So they got him. Um I think he's there for a couple of years and I think it's gonna be those two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kendricks, I, I'm with you. I think he can still be a top linebacker option. Hicks, yeah, he's the obvious uh, second choice there. I think, you know, with Ed Donatel coming over from Denver, mm-hmm. he did run a little bit more dime. I, and that, I, we're right. going to talk about dime a, a lot but just because yeah. that's the trend of the NFL, right? It's less yep. linebackers on the field. So he was above average in dime personnel last year, 16.8%. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like 13th, something like that. Um what I think is interesting is, you know, their their safety group, Harrison Smith, mm-hmm. Cameron Bynum, Lewis Seen, mm-hmm. um, I think could very well increase that number if Seen is ready, if Bynum is ready um, in in Minnesota, which I think could potentially hurt Hicks's IDP value. Yeah. We'll see. Um, you know, they're they're starting Cameron Bynum, it seems, over uh Lewis Seen right now. Mm-hmm. Um just as far as the the sec the top two linebackers go. Uh it's him and Harrison Smith. But I, I think you know Seen probably gets his way into a starting job at some point too. Um but at the very least, you know, if they are gonna be a dime heavy team or they they start to veer more towards that, um, then Lewis Seen could have some relevancy in super, super deep leagues. But uh the you know, Jordan Hicks, I think, like you said, three LB three or four, I think still worth a shot there. There's a, still a big chunk of snaps that he can be uh relevant with. Yeah, I think the I think uh with you saying that I think whoever wears the dot I think is going to tell you exactly what you need to know how Donatel's going to deploy his linebackers and how if it is Eric Kendricks or if it's Harrison Smith, then I think you could probably think, all right, well, single linebacker package this is probably going to be Hicks. That's probably going to come off the field. Right. But, um, but at this point, um, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I, I should say Donatel ran what a, a dime 16, 20, 20 percent. Yeah, 16.8%. So 17, yeah. 17%, 13th in the league. So it, it was up there um, above average anyways, but uh Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's that was in in Denver where the the safety options were abundant. Um, yeah. Maybe they maybe they like their safeties in Minnesota more. Maybe they don't. Who knows? We'll see. Again, yeah. once we start week one, but that's just something to kind of keep in the back of minds during drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go on to the New England Patriots. And again, since we're talking three down linebackers, we can maybe skip New England. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Juwan Bentley, I mean, is the quote-unquote starter, but the guy played 69% of defensive snaps last season. Uh, If he wasn't like uber efficient, which he was at 15.79% tackle efficiency, uh, which was 11.3 tackles uh, over expected, then it likely wouldn't have been would have been a little bit more obvious that he's not like an ideal draft target in IDP leagues. But I think mm-hmm. most people are aware anyways, they're not taking Juwan Bentley uh, too high in, yep. in IDP drafts, just because we all are aware of the shenanigans that uh, Bill Belichick and company like to do there. So yep. really nobody of interest. I, I don't know any rookies or anything, any sleepers on this team that you like? Maybe Cameron McGrone. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. That's that's really about it. I know they liked him coming out of Michigan. Yeah. Um, so that's really the the only name that kind of intrigues me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I liked McGrone a little bit too. I remember talking about him last year uh with Kyle B and and he was a Michigan fan, so he he watched a lot of McGrone too. And we 
talked about if he could get into a, a starting job in New England, maybe it happens this year because definitely didn't happen last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not a linebacker friendly team. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go on to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Saints is pretty simple Demario Davis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he wears the dot and if I looked at his career numbers and everything, and if I looked at every, just looked at all the games played, has he missed only one game? Yeah, no, he's in his entire career. Super, super reliable, consistent. Like people get frustrated with, they were frustrated with him last year because you know he wasn't producing twenty tackles a game. But the guy, like, you cannot complain about no. the consistency. Yeah, I, I could not. Be, and I'm, I'm looking. I'm like 16, 16, 16, yeah. 16, 16. I'm like, wait, this son of a bitch has never missed a game. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Demario Davis, um, rock solid LB2. Um, I know Pete Werner has been dealing with a little bit of a uh, soft tissue injury. I think it's a hamstring, something along those lines. But uh, I don't think you're probably going to see either of those two in, in preseason games. At least I probably wouldn't put him out. You pretty much, you can you can roll Demario Davis out. He knows what he's doing. Um I'd, I'd like to see Pete Werner on the field a little bit, but uh, if not, I think it's going to be those two. Um, I think I think Werner's in a good position to be uh, to be a breakout. I know the Saints don't do much experimentation as far as I'm concerned. For what I saw, they don't do a whole lot of dime. They didn't run a whole lot of single linebackers. It was mostly two linebackers. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's going to be those uh, those two and that's really who I'm, who I'm targeting. You know, they, they let Quan go, Quan Alexander go. So again, that kind of opens up some things uh, for, for Werner to break out. Um, I'm not worried about John Boston. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not worried about his presence at all. No. No, I, I again, Bostic probably a camp body at this point. We'll see <laughs> yeah. if uh, if he makes the roster, but um, you know he's been he's been a reliable vet in the past, so he might work his way into some snaps. I, I got Pete Werner a little bit over seventy percent of a snap share. Demario Davis still being their every down guy. Mm-hmm. Again, though, this is a team you know very man heavy, very blitz heavy, so it's mm-hmm. not completely ideal for a linebacker like a Demario Davis um, who has those primary responsibilities. So it played a part in you know some of his uh numbers last seasons that were a bit disappointing um yeah. he had a negative 26 tackles below expected um even in the man heavy but you know he's also getting older and and you're not again that just that reliability of of him being there every single week he yeah. comes in you know seven eight tackles whatever it is for the for the week sometimes it's double digits sometimes not but every once in a while he pops a sack in there as well so mm-hmm. he's got at least three sacks in every season pretty much yep. um yep. so you you like to see things like that and and uh, I, I do expect more of a bounce back for him uh to more of his norm this season as well but again yep. he's getting older we'll see what happens and yep um rookies I don't think there's anybody really. Yeah. Who did they? Yeah. Um, the one dude I really liked who had the, who had a really good name heading into the draft smoke Monday. I know smoke he's on IR. Monday. I know he's done for the year. So I was yeah. kind of bummed to see that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. really, yeah, I don't, I didn't, yeah, no Marco Jackson out of Appalachian state was the lab, but again, yeah. the linebacker I think he's, I think he's full, even right? hurt. Yeah. That's uh so let's go on to the New York Giants here where we should get the return of Blake Martinez this mm-hmm. year. Um, speaking of reliable linebackers who typically didn't miss any games, obviously last year he got hurt, but this was a guy that was putting a minimum of 140 tackles yeah. 
every single season he is an idp god at this point um i mean Look, when he's healthy, he's an elite IDP, and mm-hmm. and the guy has been as efficient and reliable as any linebacker the past four seasons prior to that injury last year. Uh, we can't really hold that against him since he's given us so much, and I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to give mm-hmm. it again. The Giants are moving to what is likely to be a more man-heavy defense, probably about uh, 10 to 12% more than what they were last season, so maybe that plays a part in in a lower production mm-hmm. for him we'll see he's he's still blake martinez he's consistently around the ball yep. um after him you got Tate crowder still kicking around as their lb2 for now somehow um but hopefully they rotate in some of the younger guys which i think they will mm-hmm. um because you know they got michael mcfadden who's a decent blitzer which martindale likes to use and then yep. they've been using darian beavers as yep. well um getting in some work there in place of crowder on occasion so yep. uh I mean, Blake Martinez is the main one. I, I don't know if I could bring myself to draft any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe Crowder for now, unfortunately, at the end of a draft. But, um, yeah, I know Beavers is, is kind of interesting if anything happens to to somebody else. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think Beavers is, is kind of being, if I'm reading into things, I think uh, for at least Dynasty, I think I'm interested in Damian Be- Darian Beavers because I do think he might actually end up being groomed to to take over for Blake Martinez if he does mm-hmm. leave in free agency. I know he, he he wore the dot, I think, when he was on the field. Um, I think McKinney's going to wear it, though, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, Wake Martindale used Chuck Clark, so I think he could go in a similar path with McKinney. So um, that'll be interesting to see if he does go that route instead of using Blake Martinez. But yeah, it's, it's Martinez and I'm not interested in anybody else yeah. really. No, for sure. Um, yeah. And then as far as rookies go, I mean, we talked about McFadden, we talked about Beavers, Beavers. but Kayvon Thibodeau is uh, yeah. obviously the big one, right? We'll see what he can yep. do yep. as a rookie. And and I kind of like Dean Belton, their fourth round pick out of Iowa, but broke his collarbone this off season and could be back uh, in time for week one, they say. And I thought he had a good chance to steal Julian Love's job, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be hard to do that if he's not in training camp. So nothing really of interest there. Yep. Um, let's go to the New York Jets. Boy, another, I don't know. Uh, this defense is in the shape of to probably not be a good one. Uh, it was good to see Mosley return though. Um, he had opted out of 2020 injured 2019 and all he did was record 168 tackles with a 15% tackle efficiency. So yeah. for me, it's Mosley. Uh, he'll probably wear the dot again. Um, honestly, I'm probably, terms of past that um i think quan alexander is more of a threat to quincy williams than anything else mm-hmm. um i think they brought in quan alexander to compete and to play um that's one of the reasons why i think he left new orleans is to go to new york where he was going to have the opportunity to start um so just watching it that first game um Jets ran a lot of three linebacker sets i think that the at the outset it was quan damian phillips and quincy williams um i do think Quan came off the field when they did run two linebacker sets, but I do think Quan is going to have an impact on Quincy Williams. Um, Quincy Williams graded, I think, very poorly uh, last year. Mosley did too. I don't think he graded very, very well either. But um, he's he's the guy, and he's not the he's the one not coming. He's not coming off the field. So um, he, I know Quincy Williams struggled against the run. Um, I think Quan does a little bit. It does a few things a little bit better. And if I'm not mistaken. Quan was in San Francisco while Robert Salah was there. So there is a little, there's that familiarity. So 
Um, taking that into account, I'm probably fading Quincy Williams, probably um, most, uh, I'm probably fading Quincy Williams this year. Um, target CJ Mosley. He's going to be your, your LB one. And then that's kind of it. Yep. No, I think that's fair. I, I think there's definitely uh, at least reason to be a little bit uh cooler on a Quincy Williams with Quan Alexander signing. I, I mean, CJ Mosley, like you said, he, he's in a great spot to produce once again this mm-hmm. year. Great value in drafts still. This is a guy uh, plus 20 in tackles uh, over expected last year. So really, really good as far as IDP goes. We don't really care about the grades um, when he's going to be on the field and putting up yep. tackle numbers like that. Um, yeah, Quincy obviously wasn't great. You know, he, he wasn't even that efficient as a tackler either mm-hmm. so um there is a chance there for for an improvement if we see a, maybe a quan alexander not a very dime heavy team um yep. and then as far as rookies go as much as i like jermaine johnson their first round pick out of fsu not somebody i'm interested in for this season um and i, I don't care to draft sauce Gardner for for idp this year either but uh, i don't know how about you uh what about um flavor of the flavor of the week michael clemens came in and had a huge game did he well i think he was a fourth round pick okay um yeah fourth round pick he came in and i don't remember at what situation but yeah uh seven pressures a sack Hmm. um i think he played 30 snaps so um i don't i don't know he's been getting a lot of run i don't i don't know yeah Um, I mean, probably a safe bet to make the team at least, yeah. right? A- yep. And I think it's just for me, if Carl Lawson's healthy, yeah, um, that's... I, that's that's a great addition for them. And then yep. you know they got a John Franklin Myers and yep. um, Jermaine Johnson, obviously the first round pick. So there's there's a limited amount of snaps, I think, for somebody like that. But yep. I, I mean, at least if for dynasty why not stash them if uh if you have the space right so yeah somebody and i think bryce huff is still probably going to have a factor in right That's i mean true. even though he's meh yeah <laughs> yeah no i i think so too and i just i'm mostly just excited to see carl lawson back i, I, I am really too want, i yeah. am too and he's i mean you could practically have him for free yeah yeah, it's crazy. And and he's again, he's getting that camp hype again. So he's just get, wrap him in bubble wrap. Just ra- yeah, exactly. Just don't the... play him. Yeah. He's yoked. I, he he looks yoked and it's just crazy. insane. Uh, yeah. But yeah, pressure monster. Um, I think he had 26 quarterback hits in his yeah. last healthy oh, yeah. season. It's so insane. if he converts a few of those into sacks, I don't see any reason why he won't hit double digits this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm betting on him hitting double digits mm-hmm. this year if he's healthy for sure. Yep. Um all right, let's go to the city of brotherly love, the Philadelphia Eagles. It is looking like it's TJ Edwards and yep. Kaiser White to start the year at least. Yep. Um, but those are the guys running with the first team mm-hmm. and the guys that are getting the talk in camp as well. And as much as we want Nicobe Dean to be a thing, I, we need to be patient, right? We need yep. to reset rookie expectations mm-hmm. when it comes to redraft versus dynasty. Yep. We could love Dean for dynasty, but we can also never draft him in a redraft league this year. And that's okay. Yep. Um, TJ Edwards was really good last season. He, mm-hmm. he had a 76.3 overall grade, had mm-hmm. just a 4.9% missed tackle rate, and yep. he was first to the ball on 11% of plays, which was 14th among all linebackers last year. So he's, you know, he's a good player. He's a good IDP. Um, I, I think, you know, the battle of 
Kaiser White versus N'Kobe Dean is really mm-hmm. the only one. I, I think TJ Edwards is safe, but mm-hmm. it's in White's favor right now, which yep. makes which makes sense and and something we've talked about this off season. I think if uh, if Dean is going to take over, it's going to be either right away or due to an injury. But uh, yep. I wouldn't expect it to be like a mid season thing where they just decide, oh, N'Kobe Dean's the better option than Kaiser White. Um, I, it looks like it'll be Edwards and White for the year, and uh, the Eagles are very much a, a heavy two linebacker yep. team, so yep. you can trust both those guys uh, and get them at pretty good prices. I think. I think so too. TJ Edwards is, is still being is, is from what I've seen still being ignored. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll see the snap count at sixty five percent, but then Philly realized Eric Wilson yeah. sucks and Alex Singleton sucks. <laughs> TJ Edwards is our best linebacker. Uh, the final yeah. eight games. I don't think he had a, a package usage rate fewer than 92% of the snaps. Right. So um, he, and he was the signal caller. So he's the guy I'm wanting. And I think you, you hit it pretty much kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I like N'Kobe Dean, good player, but um, yeah, I think he's probably going to be kind of a rotational guy as he's eased in um, mm-hmm. as much as people want Davian Taylor to be a thing. I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's TJ Edwards and, um, and probably Kazir white a little bit, uh, maybe a few runs later. Yeah. I mean, Edwards, yeah, last year, like you said, the snap counts, they were, they were reluctant to use him for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And then he, he, he proved them wrong once he was given that chance. So they're, they're looking to stick with him now. So yep. uh, that is nice to see uh, him get rewarded for that strong season. Um, but uh, let's stay in Pennsylvania and head to uh, your other favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. <laughs> um, so from well, I'm from things that I'm reading. Devin Bush may not even make the team. He yeah. went from wearing the dot to now potentially not making the team. And if you hear the way he talks, he doesn't care. I, I, I'm, I, I, I know how Steelers players are, and I know how they, you know, you they they take on the personality of their coach. Um, you know, when you hear when you hear those guys talk, and Devin Bush was like, well, you know. Um, uh, when asked about being in Pittsburgh, I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the NFL. I may not be here. I think wow. that just sounds like a guy who's kind of checked out. Um, so for me, I, I, I can't put much faith into Devin Bush in, 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 in coming back as a bounce back year. So for me, he's out. Um, from what I can tell, Miles Jack is having a pretty good camp. Um, so he's the only guy that I'm, that I would be targeting. Um, they still have Robert Spillane. He was their dime linebacker. Um, he came on for for Schobert and Bush, but I think Jack is probably going to be the three down guy. I know he struggled a little bit, um, kind of the tail end towards Jacksonville, but I I like he's in a pretty good situation in Pittsburgh. Um, it's a it's a talk about a 180 in cultures between Jacksonville and Pittsburgh um, <laughs> with Mike Tomlin and now Brian Flores as his linebacker coach. So yeah. from what I've been hearing with Jack is that he is just laser focused and, uh, and ready to go. So Jack is the one I want and the one I would be targeting. Um, I think his ADP is down. So I think you can get him at a pretty nice discount. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week with, with Bush and Jack uh, to see what happens, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Bush just is, he's, he sounds like a bust. And, and I think that knee injury just kind of sapped things out of him. And yeah, he just sounds like he's checked out. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was really bad last year and, and 
it looks to just be carrying over. I, I didn't hear that quote that, that you mentioned, but that's that's definitely concerning. Yeah. Um, it's also concerning when they're saying that Robert Spillane and him are, are battling for for snaps as well. So that that pretty much makes both of those guys worthless for me. I mean, Miles Jack, like you said, is is the only one that I'd be mm-hmm. interested in. And, you know, he was the guy that we've always been excited about, had this potential, but always kind of finished as the LB2 on his own team and, and mm-hmm. never really lived up to it. So it would be hard for him to, I think, finish as LB2 this year if he's healthy uh with the with the Steelers so um yeah I'll be I'll be happy to take uh, Miles Jack in the in the later rounds this season and, and hope that he has a nice little um resurgence there uh, yeah Devin Bush I, I'm out I mean I'm not taking him I'm not taking Robert Spillane um mm-hmm. yeah that that's pretty much it I I don't think there's is there any rookies on this team that are worth anything um DeMarvin, oh, Leal? DeMar- yeah, DeMarvin yeah, Neal, maybe. I yeah, don't know. I, don't know. I, I think Not that really. I think I think Larry Ogajobi coming and kind of hit yeah, with any sure. uh put a kibosh on and potentially has any of his redraft value because as soon yeah. as Tewitt retired, I'm like, okay, right. Neal could be thrust in, and then I think it wasn't too much longer than the Steelers brought in Ogunjobi. Yeah. Yeah, and that that that's a nice pickup for them too. Ogunjobi and, and Cameron Hayward there on the inside mm-hmm. is is a nice little uh combo. They're they're gonna be a pain in the ass to play against again and and they're probably going to have a competitive team because that's what mike tomlin does um yep. so we'll go on to the san francisco 49ers i think there's a pretty cut and dry one as well fred mm-hmm. warner drake greenlock those are yep. the two guys that are going to be out there every down again as long as they're healthy um i know people like aziz al sheer mm-hmm. to keep being a thing i but we got to remember that he played as an injury fill-in last year. We got him for cheap. Yep. That was great when it happened. If it happens again this year, great. Otherwise, we have to wait for that that injury to happen. So yep. Greenlaw started every game that he was healthy last year. He is the better player. Um, yep. The 49ers, two-linebacker team. That's, mm-hmm. that's, yep. uh, that's a good thing for IDP. And... Um, yeah, I don't even think there's really much else to say about it. No, their... I mean, and that's kind of how it's trending in, in camp and how things are yeah. going. Uh, Al Shearer is the one who's coming off for the mm-hmm. uh, for the extra defensive back. Um, so really couldn't tell in week one because I think they sat all of their relevant linebackers. Sure. But I think that's kind of how things have been trending in camp. And right. uh, what the beat reporters are, are reporting is that Al Shearer is the one coming off for that extra DB. Nice. Yeah, and then, I mean, rookies, I, I like Drake Jackson as like a designated pass mm-hmm. rusher, best ball type kind of deep big play leagues whatever it is but yep. um it's hard to spend too much on him for for redraft this year cuz i think there's there's a, other options on the team that they might uh, rotate in and out with yeah i think they got uh, Charles Omenihu and Kimoko Ture yep yeah Armstead but yeah there's mm-hmm. there's Kerry Hyder who knows who's going to get a chunk of snaps there but yep that's okay um Seattle Seahawks who do you got um, I think it's going to be Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton. Um, Brooks is obviously being drafted in the top three among the top three linebackers. Right. Um, I'm probably not paying Brooks's price. Um, yeah. I'll take the I'll take the value on Cody Barton. Um, the only thing that I'm a little bit leery on is with the the Bears and the Seahawks is is Roquan Smith is actually traveling and. I will be, I will, you will hear me yelling from Canada <laughs> if I hear that Roquan Smith is traded to Seattle because Ooh. I have a ton of Cody Barton. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the only thing that scares me is that there's some sort of deal that is made and, uh, and Roquan Smith stays in Seattle. 
Wow. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's cut and dry. Cody Barton and, and Jordan Brooks. And I do think Jordan Brooks is going to uh, uh, call the plays. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're again, kind of two linebackers. Uh, Sh- Schneider had some confidence and Brooks likes him. Uh, they didn't add any other linebacker pieces, which was kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I think Barton is also a converted safety. So he does have some coverage ability there. And um, but yeah, I'll pay Barton's price over over Brooks's um, over Brooks's ceiling and his price. But uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of of drafting Brooks, I, I have no problems drafting Brooks. It's just I'll take I'll take the nice value on Barton mm-hmm. with that increased role and that increased snaps. Yep. No, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. I think that's that's the play there. Um, nothing really else to add. I, I mean, rookies Boyamafe look good first preseason game. Um, but uh, I, think I mean, similar... what first play strips out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was nice to see. But I think similar to to Drake Jackson, deep big play, best ball, whatever. Um, yep, and uh, dynasty stash. But uh, yeah, another easy team coming up: Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Devin White, Levante David. I mean, this is a, a super linebacker friendly defense. Plenty yep. of zone, plenty of cover too. They do blitz their guys quite a bit but david and, and white have been mm-hmm. good finishers and and that upside is definitely part of their appeal as well so um you can afford to take a shot on these guys early in drafts mm-hmm. because that that other efficiency positives um in the, in the tackle th- side of things that ha- that helps uh keep their value up as well so um i mean anything else to add for these guys any rookies anything like that uh Boy, who did the, the who did Tampa Bay add? Um, so they, they added Logan, uh, Logan Hall, Hall in the second. Yeah, who actually I think was a very efficient pass rusher in college and has just gotten no respect. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard really anything uh, mm-hmm. about him, so that's a little intriguing. Um, I mean, you got Joe Tryon as potentially like a second year breakout. I don't know, right. um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Logan Hall. I mean, yeah, we'll see what he becomes. I mean, I know they got Vita Vea. They got Akeem Hicks there now as well. We, we'll, we'll see. It, it, again, a decent DT required leagues for Dynasty. That's mm-hmm. uh, not a bad shot to take. Yep. Um, how about for the Tennessee tight ones who you got? Uh, I think with Titans, it's it's David Long. Um, I didn't realize he got hurt also. I, you know, he, I Did think he? he ended up with 10 games, but um, oh. he took advantage of a Jayon Brown injury and he never, at that point, he didn't relinquish the, um, uh, the, the play caller. So I think he's the one calling the plays again, yeah. wearing the dot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Zach Cunningham because, uh, when he came over, I think he came over what later in the season, mm-hmm. um, I think he only ended up playing about 70 some odd percent of the snaps when he came over in those, in those final couple of games. Um, yeah, I think when I look at his game log, when he was, when he was active with Tennessee in weeks, uh, was it 15, 16, 17 and 18, he had a 67%, 73%, 65, 65. Mm-hmm. So I still think maybe Zach Cunningham is a little bit over, overvalued. David Long is really the only one that, uh, that I'm probably going to draft out of, uh, out of Tennessee. Yep. That's fair. And look, we know what Zach Cunningham is. There's a reason the Texans cut him of all teams. I, I mean, David Long is kind of exciting. He's got some potential there. Yeah. So we'll see who they like. I know Vrabel likes Cunningham, um, mm-hmm. but 
we'll we'll see. It, it's it, this is a team actually that was surprisingly dime heavy last year. Yeah, twenty five point four percent. So fourth in the NFL in, in dime personnel. So um, there was some frustration and confusion around the the Titans linebackers every week and who to start after mm-hmm. David Long got hurt. Yep. Um, so we might see a little bit of that uh, early on, but I think it'll start to clear itself out. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it's Long or Cunningham, uh, we will have to wait and see. But uh, I think I have Cunningham slightly ahead right now but I don't feel good about it. I definitely yeah. don't feel good about it. I, I like David long more as a player, but uh, I don't know what the Titans think. So, um, yep. And then rookies, there's nobody really there. Uh, um, Chance Campbell, but he looked Chance like, a, he looked like a rookie yeah, though. That's true. He got bullied around a little bit. That's true. Um, all right. Last team on the list. We did it. Uh, the Washington commanders. We know that it's cold uh, welcome season. Yeah, you... <laughs> the best salad in the league with that sweet molly <laughs> that he has. Uh, yeah. The, you know, but again, but in all seriousness, the Washington, you know, the Washington, Washington's, whatever they're called there, they were a good defense for at least one linebacker last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a little bit more dime heavy. We'll see if that, uh, if that continues, if Jamin Davis can increase his role a little bit. I don't know. Um, the reports are that he's being taken out in like short yardage situations for David freaking Mayo. Uh, not ideal for the guy that they spent first on last yeah. year. So still not looking great for Jamin Davis. I know that they played him uh, every snap in the, in the first preseason game but i look at the preseason i see guys that play every snap and i i consider it more for evaluation purposes than anything right Um, i don't know that that necessarily carries over into the regular season um cameron curl is super interesting there especially with landon collins gone um but yeah cole holcomb that's the guy i want obviously i have him on a lot of rosters and i have said if i win an idp league this year that Cole Holcomb is rostered on. I will grow the mullet out for the off season and uh, and cut it before my brother's wedding, which is in September. So uh, you got a ways um, to go. Yeah, got some got some time <laughs> to grow it out. We'll see if Holcomb could bring me a championship this year. Um, but yeah. anything else to add for uh, Washington? Um, no, I think uh, I think one of the, if I'm not mistaken, one of the beat reporters for Washington said, you know, Jamin is playing a little bit more today. You know, played a little bit. Uh, better today they said he made three really good plays in a row so i'm kind of hoping he stacks some practices up uh stacks them together so i i know we you know with rookies it's like you know if they don't perform after their first year it's like i think i've made this comparison before it's like andy and woody in in that first toy story you take woody (laughs) and you dump him in the trash can i don't want to play with you anymore yeah yeah it it was only his first year so i think we we do sometimes need to be a little bit patient so um i'm i'm hoping for for good things out of out of jamming and i hope he does kind of stack some practices together so i'm i'm hoping that he is able to carve out uh, a little bit more of a role so Mm -hmm. um and also i did want to note with with uh with detroit Malcolm Rodriguez is actually starting to work with the first team defense against the first team offense of the Colts in their Ooh. joint practices. So well, that's fun. I'm kind of crossing my fingers. And like I said, I had, I had a feeling after hard knocks, he was going to be a guy that I was going to go start going all in. And he's, he's probably going to be the Damian Pierce, the George Pickens, the Isaiah Pacheo <laughs> of IDP. He's, yeah. he's just the, the, you know, the, the word of mouth is just going to get out of hand with this guy, but uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's good to see. So um, yeah. Well, we'll whatever see. whatever he ends up being, I mean, it's going to be better than whatever Alex Anthony <sighs> is. That much we know. So uh, let's hope that uh, that Malcolm Rodriguez can beat him out for that role because the I'm, anti Cole Holcomb here. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate that hair. Uh, <laughs> I just want to shave his head. But um, <laughs> let's hope we don't have to look at it for that much longer, and we get Rodrigo as uh, as an IDP yep. relevant uh, starter this year. That would be kind of fun to see. So yes. Um, that is it. That's all. We we made it through all 32 teams. Thank you, everybody, for, for sticking through it with us. I, I mean, I hope you found some, some valuable nuggets in there for the linebackers that you'll be drafting this season or not drafting. Um, but a major thank you to Mr. Mike Wollard for uh, giving me two hours of his time tonight and, and helping me uh, take down this monster mike i i really appreciate it hey absolutely always uh always love coming on your on your pod love talking linebackers everybody loves linebackers we're linebacker degenerates yeah. we need that we we just we love our linebackers so it was uh it was happy to have happy to come on and uh and anytime reach out i'm always happy to come on awesome man i appreciate you and and please let the uh let the people know where they could find you and your work uh, four for uh, and on Twitter at Mike underscore Wollert. And speaking of linebackers, um, my projected three down linebackers I'm updating throughout the preseason. I'll also have a, obviously a regular season article. And the best part about that article, it is not behind a paywall. Uh, it will not be behind a paywall again, uh, for the regular season. So it, it's there. I write this stuff for <laughs> you when, so when you see, someone not getting the snaps i'd let you guys know look at the article it's what i write the article for i'd let you guys know so please take advantage of it like i said not behind a paywall and it's it's out there for everybody to look at yeah you'll love to see it you're not going to find better value than that and uh yeah definitely have check out mike's work on 444.com um you can find me at pff.com uh at pff underscore macria on the twitter um we got one more episode of the big nickel idp podcast this season season finale next two weeks i guess it is um with uh the godfather of idp mr gary davenport um for our season finale so that should be fun and until next time idp soap. <laughs>